choose to accept it. I wonder, did you ever choose not to? The end you always feared is coming. And the blood will be on your hands. The fallout of all your good intentions. You had a terrible choice to make in Berlin. One life over millions. And now the world is at risk. This is the CIA's mission. If he had held on to the plutonium, we wouldn't be having this conversation. His team would be dead. Yes, they would. That's the job. You don't understand what you're involved in. You need to walk away. Please don't make me go through you. How many times has Hunt's government betrayed him, disavowed him, cast him aside? How long before a man like that has had enough? That's not who we are. Maybe we need to reconsider that. So, how is he? Oh, you know, same old Ethan. I find it best not to look. Hello, and welcome to another week of Roll the Credits podcast with Aaron and Brian. Uh, this week, uh, we didn't really go out and see very much. Um, Brian did go see um, The Meg, so he'll give a review of that. Um, I will give a review of a movie I rented this week, uh, Borg vs. McEnroe, um, as well as some news. Um, what we're going to end up doing is kind of um, going about things a little differently instead of spreading everything out and around. Uh, we're going to keep it straight. Uh, we'll hit some news to begin. We'll go into the... Um, movie reviews for the week as well as a special review uh, that was requested of the Flash TV series that Brian will give and our weekly lists this week we are going to give you the five worst movies we've seen of 2018 and the five best movies we've seen of uh, 2018 um, anything you want to say before we get this started there Brian mm, not really I mean it was kind of a crappy week of being able to go to the movies because any movie that we were interested in before it came out got terrible reviews and we're like ah, i don't really have the time for it even if movie pass would maybe cooperate so it was kind of annoying but you know it is what it is yeah um on the last podcast i had mentioned that uh, i might review uh, the happy time murders uh i don't really plan on doing that anytime soon if i do um after the reviews came out they kind of confirmed all of my worst um <laughs> fears for the movie it's uh i just 
don't really feel like spending the time to go see something that's getting such crappy reviews um and it's such a basic basic idea that i feel like they probably could have done better um yeah but anyway maybe maybe one day i'll I'll give you guys a breakdown of it on the pod but otherwise i'm not going to go check it out anytime soon yeah, instead it's at a uh, 26 or 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's a solid score. Yeah, not really worth one of my three trips to the movies this month via MoviePass. Thank yeah. you, MoviePass. Shout out. <laughs> All right, anyway, so we're going to get down into the news of the week. Uh, the headline news we have is that Danny Boyle, the acting director on the Bond 25 movie that was scheduled to come out in November of 2019, is now out of the movie, citing creative differences. Um, so a few things that he had said, um, producers for the movie were pretty unhappy over the uh, modern-day Cold War script that uh, Danny had kind of come up with, and the villain that he wanted to have in it got vetoed, apparently, by Daniel Craig, uh, who has final say on that. Um, he had the script written. Studio has its own script uh, by the Skyfall writers, so it looks like they might not need another script um, done. Unfortunately, the movie is going to probably be postponed from its November 2019 release date. Uh, the studio is quickly trying to get somebody on board to take uh, control of this. A few of the names that were mentioned are uh, David McKenzie, who directed Hell or High Water, which was a big uh, Oscar movie a few years ago. Uh, Jan Demange, who uh, is directing the new upcoming movie uh, White Boy Rick. And Christopher McQuarrie, who uh, just had Mission Impossible 6, is rumored, uh, but likely will not be able to take it. Um, Also, I've seen that Edgar Wright is uh, potentially rumored Mm -hmm. to take it, which would be a very interesting uh, take on the movie. I'm a big Edgar Wright fan, but it would be kind of weird to see that, but I think he would knock it out of the park. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I like him. That'd be interesting, but probably good, so... All right, uh, so moving on from that, um, we will go into uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, the sequel for this is now moving forward. It hasn't officially been greenlit, yes. uh, but John Chu is going to return, as well as writers Peter Chiarelli and Adele Lim. Um, it will be based on the second Kevin Kwan novel, uh, China Rich Girlfriend. Um, again, not officially greenlit, uh, but they are moving forward with everything. Uh, a lot of same cast is uh, apparently signing back on the to go again very excited for this <laughs> i talked to so many people this week <laughs> about this movie so everybody definitely understands how excited i will be for another one of these um yeah uh so anything you want to add yeah that? uh yeah definitely also other people asked me and i saw this and i was like it was a lot better than i expected it to be and so now and i read after the fact that it was that the book was the first of a trilogy and i was like oh this is doing well we'll probably make it into the second one into a movie and now they are so i'm excited for that because this first one turned out really good uh so i'm hoping if they keep on you know they're keeping on the same people so it should turn out just as good with the second one Yep, uh, the next, yeah, like I said, the next one will be China Rich Girlfriend, and assuming they go all the way, uh, the third one would be Rich People Problems. Uh, hey, man. These are great titles. <laughs> Extend it as far out as you want, because I'm excited for it. Uh, bring it on. Uh, so, uh, moving on. Uh, the next big news of the week, um, so the Fox News scandal uh, film that's supposed to be coming out about the uh, Roger Ailes uh, sexual harassment allegations, 
uh, has casted John Lithgow to play Roger Ailes. Um, the movie itself isn't going to focus on him as much. It's more focused on the women who brought up the, the mis, uh, misconduct. Uh, Charlize Theron has already signed on to play Megan Kelly, and Nicole Kidman signed on as Gretchen Carlson, uh, the two women who really brought this to the light um, for Fox mm-hmm. News. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm sure when this movie drops, it's going to probably be a, a big headline film. Um, I would guess probably in around winter time. Uh, I don't know exactly when it's planned to come out, but uh, it, it it doesn't seem like a summer movie. It seems like it'll definitely be like a late year, Oscar early season. year. Yeah. Um, don't know if it'll get Oscar buzz, uh, but as one of these like kind of political drama type movies. I definitely see it coming out around that time. Um, I'll be interested to see it. I didn't read a whole lot on all this stuff as it happened, so I'm not up to date. Can't really give thoughts on it. Um, Yeah, I mean, a lot of this I've learned just from you between yesterday and today. I I didn't even know it was being made into a movie until you brought it up. But then with this cast that's involved with it, I mean, at least to start, it seems they're on the right track. Um, so it depends on, I mean, who they bring in to direct it and the path they take for it. But it sounds like a good, has possibility to be a good movie. So, yeah, definitely a good cast there. Um, I'm interested to see how it goes. I'm forgot. I wanted to look up and see who the director was going to be for it. Uh, maybe I'll do that a little later on. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how that goes, uh, along. Um, so moving on, our next piece of action is... Lena Dunham is now cast in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, playing, I believe, one of the Manson family uh, murderers. Um, I boo this. Uh, I'm not a Lena Dunham fan. I, I yeah. think she's... Uh, uh, there's a lot... Of, I I just don't think she's that, that good of a human, um, oh, to be honest with you. She's very out there um, and outspoken about some of the wrong things, and she... I don't know. Just not a big Lena yeah. Dunham fan. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's probably the first misstep for, in my opinion, for uh, for, for this movie. <laughs> but uh, I don't think it's it won't ruin it that much for me. So, uh, what and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I saw it earlier in the week, and I was like, the first first misstep. Hopefully, it's one of only a few missteps because I'm not the biggest Lena Dunham fan. Um, I mean. Being part of the Manson family, you know, maybe they're kind of crazy. Maybe she could fit that role. But I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of it. not the biggest fan of her. But uh, we'll see how it plays out. And the rest of it still seems to be a fantastic movie before, you know, we even see it. So let's hope this is one of only a few missteps. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, <laughs> um, as for um, the so the double back real fast to the Roger Ailes movie, uh, the Fox News movie that's coming up. Um, the director for it is Jay Roach, um, who has a very long history of doing comedy movies, uh, but this won't be a comedy movie. Uh, mm. He did, I believe, two or three of the Austin Powers movies. Uh, meet the parents, uh, meet the Fockers, dinner for schmucks, the campaign. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Also, like looking through the cast, there's only four people in there. The one person we didn't mention that I did not see before this, Margot Robbie is also going to be in that movie. So oh, definitely well, an interesting cast. Yeah, definitely uh, an interesting cast there for all that. It is called Fair and Balanced, and it's currently in pre-production with no um, expected date. Um, hmm. So to move on from that, um, we will get into some Top Gun 2 news yes. here. Uh, John Hamm and Ed Harris were both uh, booked in this movie now, um, which definitely piques my interest a lot more. Obviously, uh, for anybody that never saw the first Top Gun, go see it. Good, good fun movie. Um, classic Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise and Val Kilmer coming back is going to be great. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of John Hamm ever since I watched Mad Men. So like, can't, can't say anything about him. And Ed Harris is phenomenal in Westworld. Um, and, and a lot of the other things I've seen him in. So, Definitely, this this cast is definitely shaping up to be pretty top notch, and, and as it should be, because it's going to end up being a summer blockbuster movie for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. And it also, uh, early back they added that uh, Miles Teller is also included in it. I believe he's uh, going to be playing Goose's son. Um, but uh, so so far, this cast this is both great ads. I love John Hamm and Ed Harris, and the stuff that I've seen has been fantastic. So now. Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, Miles Teller, all these people, they're just hopefully this this seems like it's gonna be a great movie. Continue on the great from the great first one. So Oh, absolutely. Uh so we'll move on and finish our news for the week uh with some Marvel notes. Best kind. Uh yeah, absolutely. Uh can't get enough talk about Marvel. Um so Black Panther is shaping up to get Marvel's first real um, campaign run for the Oscars uh, and, so. and not for the popular music, uh, movie category. They are going straight for best picture. Um, they, <laughs> they have should. hired they have hired uh, Oscar campaign strategy, uh, strategists already. Uh, Which, I'm really excited to see how this does. Uh, I think uh, they, they really haven't ever done this before. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how yeah. this plays out. Um, I, I, hey, I'm here for it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> get uh, that movie some hype behind it going in, uh, especially yeah. with it being a February released movie. Hey, that's what uh, Get Out was last year was February. So, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, I'm really interested interested in this because I've always been curious in what kind of goes into a campaign push for Oscars. Because I mean, like the movie's been out and people have the opportunity to see it, but I guess it's just more hyping it up. And it's it's Hollywood. It's all politics. That that's true. really what. That's why you need a strategist. Like, which I mean, this was a big movie, like culturally, and was everywhere for many great reasons. So, oh, yeah. I think rightfully so, it deserves to. Marvel needs to be giving it this push to get it for the best picture and other top categories. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, like I said, it's all political. I, w- I wish the Oscars was as cut and dry as, hey, I saw this movie and it was great and <laughs> I want this. Like, I, I wish it was that easy. Um, unfortunately, it's not. it's not. And that's how you end up with uh, crap like Manchester by the Sea and this shit every year. <laughs> like, it's just, it's annoying. Um, but, hey, what are you going to do? That's life. Uh, and that's why, hey, maybe one day... Um, you know there'll be a better thing that comes along also like it's the oscars these people took how long to give leo a best actor award only like his seventh nomination he wanted so yeah like these people 
<laughs> anyway, uh, also on the uh, Marvel notes, uh, Taika Waititi, um, the director for Thor Ragnarok, had had a meeting with uh, Marvel about a potential undisclosed future project. Um, could be another film franchise. Um, uh, I know Thor had their th- uh, third movie with Ragnarok, but there's a lot of talk that maybe they do more Thor movies Thor uh, because of how big it was. Yeah. Uh, really like revived the franchise, uh, for Thor. Um, personally, I'm hoping it's a standalone Korg movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, that would God, be great. I will give that movie a hundred <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, I love Korg. What a great character. Um, anyway, I, I don't uh, know what it could be. Could yeah, possibly I, be for Guardians 3. Yeah, I was about to say, I've heard rumors that it could be for Guardians 3 since they've not, not bringing back James Gunn at all, which I think that could potentially work just because of they have a very similar uh quirkiness and are both hilarious um directors and writers uh so this if they were to bring on for guardians 3 i think it, it you couldn't match james gunn but it would be close yeah i i i agree with you 100 percent there um he he does have a similar kind of point that james gunn has um in terms of his director style and the kind of comedy. Um, so I think it, even it, like if they're keeping gun script, I think he would work perfectly with that. Um, he's currently he doing a movie called Jojo rabbit, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, with Scarjo. but, um, I mean, guardians three is kind of postponed and on the back burner at the moment anyway. Yeah, um, indefinitely, which is sad to hear, but yeah. So, I mean, Marvel should just take their time with it. I mean, it's not like they don't yeah. have a million movies coming out. <laughs> It's true. Um, you don't want I, to do it wrong either. So, uh, you probably know better than I. But do you know when it was originally supposed it, to debut? Yeah, it was supposed to start filming come beginning of 2019, and then uh, I believe it was a May 2020 release date for Guardians 3. But now, with all the James Gunn stuff that's gone on and other issues with it, it's just been postponed indefinitely. So, don't know how long that is. Hopefully, it's not forever. Hopefully, within the next month or so a few months they can solidify getting a director in and then keeping if they don't keep james gunn's script for some reason having someone else great write it but hopefully it's not postponed too long yeah i mean i don't know what marvel would do if they didn't have three movies in a year i mean <laughs> i guess they, they didn't always used to do that it was just i know but they're, they've kind of gotten into a spot and now not having a third i mean Which, I, guess, I mean we're not going to complain I don't know what else is on the docket for 2020, but I, I suppose if, if they get somebody in there relatively soon, um, they could bump up the other two movies and then make that the last one. Um, not could. sure. It Again, could. you follow the schedule more than I do. Yeah. Um, um, all the Marvel stuff, so I, I always kind of lean to you on those. Well, I mean, yes. Marvel and superheroes are kind of my strong suit. But 2020, I think the other two movies... Uh, don't quote me on this one. I'm pretty sure they were just they haven't disclosed exactly what those were. They were just saying the first one of the year was going to be Guardians. Um, potential sequels to previous movies. Um, but they had it disclosed. So, hmm. Well, uh, here's me just crossing my fingers hoping for that Korg standalone film. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> as funny as that would be, I don't think that'll happen, unfortunately. But well, look, man, some of us got to keep the faith, okay? <laughs> keep hope. <laughs> I, I got to see the revolution televised. I, I just got to. Yeah, um, we we want to join as revolution. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Korg, if you're out there, give me a pamphlet. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that's the news for the week. Um, hopefully, um, not. It wasn't really a big big week for news a lot of casting um mm-hmm. as we went through mm-hmm. um a lot more more marvel news and more bond news uh, as it seems to come every week um two big heavy hitters out of hollywood um we'll see where those things end up um so we'll move on now uh to reviews uh brian i'll pass it over to you to do the meg and the flash tv series yeah. for us so first off with the meg it's all on a wednesday you know if you go into a movie with little to no expectations, it's not hard to surpass that, uh, which the Meg barely did. I wasn't expecting much of it because I'm not the biggest Jason Statham fan. I mean, I think he's very similar to The Rock where he puts out entertaining and action-packed movies, but not really much else to them. The Rock is better than Jason Statham, but they the similar aspect to it. It's very similar to any kind of any other shark movie. You know, so if you like shark movies, you know, go go see it. it. It was fun, enjoyable. Rain Wilson, uh, aka Dwight from The Office, he was both funny and interesting his character. But it was enjoyable. It wasn't terrible, but it was. It's not the best movie of the year. It's not. It's not that great, but uh, it was entertaining. Um, so I went and saw it with friends. It's yeah, somebody somebody asked me this week about seeing the Meg. Uh, and my just initial reaction was, look, I, I saw The Rock and big gorillas and stuff. I don't really need to see Jason Statham fighting a giant big shark. shark. Like, I just, <laughs> it's not something I really want to see or need to see, yeah. really, uh, frankly. The <laughs> annoying thing about that movie is Jason Statham, in every situation, kept trying to be the hero. Like, I understand you are, you're the protagonist for the movie you're the good guy but it was like the simple things he was like i can do it don't worry like do you need me to do it and it was just like dude chill you don't need to every five minutes be saving somebody's life like let somebody else do it it's not hard in those situations spoiler alert that is every jason (laughs) ever made (laughs) yeah probably um Next, okay, we'll, I'll go away from that. I mean, I think I gave that. I was debating between like a 55 and a 60. I mean, right in there. So, I mean, kind of on the lower end of movies seen this year. But not terrible, not the worst. Uh, going into, we got our first request to uh, review slash recap something. And that was by uh, Aaron's friend, Zach, right? And for the Flash television show, uh, that's on the CW. It... Uh, in October, its fifth season will be coming out. Personally, I mean, all these things. This is right in my wheelhouse. All the I keep up to date pretty much with all the superhero shows on TV. Um, the Flash is one of my favorites. Uh, it's a great season. You got, or it's been a great show. First season, you had Reverse Flash, like the main Flash villain was the villain in the first season. Uh, honestly, the first season was probably the best season thus far of the Flash. Second season, you got Zoom as a villain. It was good, but I mean, it was hard to live up to the Reverse Flash. Um, third season was kind of 
was the bad season. Like, CW seemed to have these issues with their third season of shows, like Arrow, the third season was its worst season. I don't understand it, but it's Avatar, the the god of speed, was the villain in that in that season, and it just it, it didn't work great. Uh, but they definitely stepped it back up with this most recent fourth season, um, where the Thinker was the villain. It was nice to step away from it being a speedster villain every time. Uh, Grant Gustin is who plays uh, Barry Allen, the Flash. I think he does a phenomenal job. I love him. I, I like him more than Ezra Miller as the Flash in the DCEU. He just does a great job. All the supporting characters, some are brought from comics, like Iris West is played by uh, Candace Patton. She does a great job. Um, but then also, like, his best friend uh, in the show is played by Carlos Valdez, or I think that's his last name, uh, Francisco Ramon, or Cisco. He's hilarious. He's, like, the tech guy of the group. Is he's a lot of fun. I I was trying stuff. I I could keep going for a while, but uh, yeah. I mean, I recommend a show. It's a fun show. It's one of the more most of the time. It's compared at least to Arrow. It's one of the more lighthearted uh, superhero shows from the CW. Um, but I definitely I would recommend it if you're a fan of the Flash comic book. I think it does a great job and it brings in many different characters from the Flash comics. Uh, it's it's good. I really, really enjoy the show. So, Zach, you're out there listening. You should watch it. Um, real fast. Uh, so, I, I've never seen it. Um, my biggest hold up on it is just I don't want to feel confused when I'm watching that and then watching the DCE movies <laughs> with a different person playing the character. Um, I will eventually get to it. But uh, what um, – if you had to compare it to – one of the Netflix Marvel shows, uh, which would you probably compare it to the most? Mm, so that's kind of hard because a lot of the more Netflix ones tend to be not necessarily, I mean, darker. I mean, Daredevil is probably grittier. Yeah, a lot more adult and grittier. Like this one, The Flash on the CW is a lot more, that's not 100% family friendly, but it's a lot less gritty and stuff. Um, so, I mean, tone wise, similar to i hate to say this but it's tone wise similar to iron fist but it, 10 times better than iron fist <laughs> um but it just well, because not, it has more of that to do. It just because it has more of that lighthearted, uh fun kind of tone to it but it's it's still a really good show it's aside from season three uh in recent years it's been my favorite cw superhero show right up there with arrow so gotcha yeah the 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 DC CW shows, they, uh, yeah, they seem a lot more lighthearted, um, except maybe Arrow. Arrow yeah, just, I've never, se- I've never seen any of them, but it just, I guess the vibe they kind of give off when I look yeah. at it, it looks more it, grittier and darker. It could, yeah, it, it could, that could be thrown in with some of the Netflix shows. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, the other super, stick with Arrow or Flash if you're going to watch a CW Super show. And then once you get past those, if you want to explore more, go to Supergirl. And then Legends Tomorrow is just really goofy and kind of stupid. But, I mean, stick with Aaron Flash. All right. Um, anything else you got to say about those? Mm, no, not right now. I mean, I could, but I would just talk too long. So. <laughs> All right. Um, so moving on, um, this p- actually last week, um, didn't include it in last week's episode, Um 
But I didn't go see anything this week, so I figured I'd give everybody my review of Borg vs. McEnroe. It is a tennis movie um, about John McEnroe and Bjorn Borg um, and their lead-up to the 1980s Wimbledon final, uh, which is, I am not a tennis expert, but according to Google and the tennis experts on there, one of the greatest matches in tennis history. Um, I ended up giving it a 65. Um, it's quality acting. That really wasn't my issue. Um, the gentleman actor that played Bjorn Borg, um, I don't, I can't pronounce his name and I don't feel like butchering it, but he looked <laughs> extreme. Like he looked like an identical twin to, uh, Bjorn Borg, um, in 1980. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, um, very in real life comparable to John McEnroe. So that was a fun little, um, <laughs> casting decision there that really wasn't the issue i had with the movie um it's heavily dramatized there is not a lot of tennis being played uh, even when they get to the finals which it feels like is only about 15 minutes of the movie is when they're there um and i'd say probably 75 percent to 80 percent of the movie is focused more on borg than it is McEnroe, which i was hoping it would be like a 50 50 split um, I'd have loved to have seen more of Shia as McEnroe. Um, mm. But yeah, that, that, that's really my biggest takeaway from the movie was I just felt like it, it wasn't a 50-50 split like I thought it would be. So it kind of shows one character's lead up a lot more than the others. Um, you kind of see Borg's childhood. Um, his uh, trainer coach is played by Stellan Skarsgård, um, who was also really good in it. Um, so yeah, I gave it a 65. Um, uh, it's a quality movie. If you like sports movies or, or dramatized movies, um, it's worth a watch. Um, I do mm. wish that there was more tennis being played. Um, and yeah. like I said, I, I wish it was more than a 50 or 75, 25 split on, on the character build up to that match itself. And then it pretty, it kind of ends pretty abruptly right after the final ends. Um, uh. So, yeah, That's... decent movie. Uh, nothing that really took me back. Uh, acting's really good. The casting decisions were, were perfect for everything. Um, and, and, yeah, 65 out of 100 is what I got to give it. Mm. That's um, kind of a shame. I, I was hoping. I mean, I seem interested in that movie. I think it's on somewhere to rent or whatever. But then you said it was highly dramatized and not a lot of sports, and I was hoping for a good tennis movie. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll see that then. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, it the best thing I can compare it to is battle of the sexes last year. Mm -hmm. Um, mainly cause that's the last tennis movie I saw, but, um, it wasn't nearly as good as that. I didn't think, um, uh, yeah, I, I wish it was better. Um, I, I had a little bit higher hopes of it. Uh, my preview, I gave it like a 75 thinking that that, that would be where I'd put it, um, fell short of that. So it ended up at a 65. Shame. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely a shame, especially when you when you have a cast that good. Uh, but oh well, what are you gonna do? Um, final score: sixty-five out of a hundred. Um, I don't know the combo score; I didn't bother to look it up. Um, but I think it was like a sixty-nine, maybe. It didn't really score very high. It is um, uh, yeah, sixty-seven point one. Sixty-seven. Okay, I was in the ballpark. Um, yeah. Yeah, it didn't score extremely high on anything. Um, yeah, it got a little pretty, higher critic than what you gave it, but. Yeah, it's pretty pretty average. Um, so anyway, that that was that. Um, hopefully, uh, I don't want to make any promises, but um, 
hopefully the next podcast will have um, reviews for searching up um, possibly Operation Finale. Um, if that shows in the area, yeah. Yeah, if they show in the area and Movie Pass will let us see it. Um, I, I hope am so. 95% sure I am switching to AMC uh, next month. Um, just because I don't even think I'm going to hit my three movies at this rate. Um, oh, geez. Hopefully, well, Regal will announce one by then. Keep hope. Well, even if they don't, like, I'll, I'll do, like, AMCs, I can just cancel any time. Like, it's not like, True. like, I'll take that for a couple months if I have to until, like, hopefully Regal gets one. Um, and, and that's fine by me. Like, I'll take the rewards and order a pizza and a diet <laughs> Pepsi or diet Coke. Um, <laughs> Yeah, gotta so, get that pizza at the movies. Yeah, hey man, that smelled great when we were seeing Black Klansman. <laughs> like, it, it smells like a really good pizza. Um, so yeah, um, we'll move on to our uh, list of the week. Um, so this week we're gonna do a special one. Um, next week we actually won't be doing a podcast. Uh, holiday kind of sabbatical. Um, Brian makes that sound because he's the one on vacation next week. Um, it's not really so, a vacation. It's just it's Labor Day plans. So it, it was kind of hard to try and figure out where we would fit this in. So we were like, you know what? We'll take a week off. Yeah, um, which is fine. Um, if we don't see anything, at least we'll come back strong with a lot of stuff, hopefully the week yeah. afterwards. Prepare for uh, a long podcast. Yeah, uh, maybe. We'll see. Um, depends on how everything goes. Um, so anyway, our weekly list this week, we're going to do our five worst movies of 2018 thus far and our five best movies of 2018 thus far. It will work pretty similar to how we did it last week. Um, Brian will say one, I'll say one, he'll say another, and then so on and so forth. Um, we will start out with the worst movies so that we end sure. on a good note. Um, I feel that's the best possible way to, possible way to go about mm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so anyway, I will pass it over to you to give your fifth worst movie of the year. Yeah, fifth worst movie of the year for me uh, was Skyscraper with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It, I mean, the whole concept of it is basically The Rock versus uh, Skyscraper. Um, they had a similar feel to uh, Die Hard with it, but uh, much worse. Because, you know, with, there were terrorists within the giant building. There was a part at the end, I probably won't get to any detail in case you haven't seen yet and you want to see it, but it's this whole big elaborate thing that they wouldn't be able to break into, but then it turns out there was a very simple solution to solve it, and oh, everything's fixed, yay, the movie's saved. No, that was stupid, and that knocked it down for me. So I gave that a uh, 55. I mean, feel free to feel free to give spoilers if you have to. These movies, most of these movies have been out for quite a while, um, so I'm not going to hold back on that. Uh, my fifth worst movie of the year um, was Uncle Drew. Uh, I didn't have high hopes for this. I did hope it was going to be funnier. It has a fun. It has a few fun uh, basketball jokes. If if you're a basketball fan, like. Um, Uncle Drew holding or shooting the ball all the time, and Shaq telling him, "Hey, Kobe, pass the ball." Good line, <laughs> good line. Um, it way it wouldn't be a movie without Shaq um, dishing on Kobe like that. Um, other than that, I wish there was some more basketball being played. Um, most of the movie is like a road trip. Them driving around trying to find Uncle Drew's friends to bring them 
to play. Um, other than that, uh, I know they're the villains, but uh, Tiffany Haddish and Nick Kroll were extremely annoying in this movie. Just as much like I enjoy both of them and a lot of the things they do that I've seen, but they were pretty unbearable characters. Uh, I'm down uh, to it. I can't stand Tiffany Haddish. Uh, <laughs> uh, like Nick Kroll, I mean, he's fine. He was kind of annoying, but Tiffany Haddish just in anything, I super annoying. Wow. Uh, so yeah, um, that is my fifth worst movie of the year. Gave it a 55 out of a hundred. Um, wish there was more basketball, not very funny, very annoying characters overall, not really any redeeming quality. It is a movie based off of a Pepsi commercial and take it as you will, but I'm very, um, not a Pepsi guy. Um, so I'm kind of glad it wasn't that good. Um, the screw that. Give me a Coke movie. Um, go ahead with your number four. <laughs> number four, uh, I just mentioned earlier in this show, uh, The Meg. That was I was kind of going back and forth with that would be four or fifth for the year. It's kind of very close. Um, so there's not really much else to say because I said it earlier. Um, it was entertaining at times and enjoyable at times. But uh, aside from that, it wasn't that great of a movie. So, yeah, uh, that was also, I think I solidified out of 55 as well. So. All right, my number four is Bad Samaritan, um, starring David Tennant. Um, gave this one a 55 as well. Just, uh, it's pretty dumb. Um, David Tennant plays a pretty creepy character overall uh, pretty well, as he does in a lot of things. Um, very, He's got a great A villain face, um, so, so yeah. it's perfect for the movie. Unfortunately, I thought the script was bad. I thought the overall movie wasn't good premise was all right um i don't think there was much hope for this to be much better than what it was um but yeah uh that's definitely my fourth worst movie of the year wasn't really worth the watch um outside of tenant's performance um fell pretty flat overall no real redeeming quality to it um yeah that's meriton number four uh 55 out of 100 go ahead brian number three worst movie of the year Pacific Rim Uprising. The, the first one, I actually enjoyed. It was cool. It was Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro with robots versus aliens, basically. Fun, decent movie. The second one doesn't compare. It, it fell flat. A bunch of cheesy jokes. So much action and explosion. It was basically a Michael Bay movie. but Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Like, there was so much action in it. It was absurd. So much action and no plot. Yeah, there was no plot whatsoever to it. It was, it just wasn't a good movie. Uh, I have that in at a, at a 50 or 55. Right in there. On to you for three. All right. My number three was Rampage. Um, another uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie. Um, this one... I didn't really enjoy it. I liked the video games growing up, um, and I was extremely confused how they were going to turn that into a movie, um, which they did, um, which they shouldn't have. <laughs> um, didn't really enjoy it all that much. Um, it, it's, it was very weird uh, with you know the way they kind of turned Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character um, bad oh, to good just randomly. Um 
overall didn't really enjoy it all that much um thought it was pretty stupid um uh yeah just not a good movie overall i preferred skyscraper over this a little bit because at least like i i don't know the action sequences in that i thought were a little bit better um and and overall was a little more fun to me this i didn't really enjoy at all um not that great um so yeah i gave that a 50 out of 100 uh pass it over to you for number two yeah number two uh the commuter with liam neeson <laughs> that one, I mean, there wasn't much to it. It kind of felt like a. It was definitely a Liam Neeson movie, but on the lower end of his movies, uh, wasn't great action. Not a good plot. Uh, predictable. It's, it's Liam Neeson acting, so I mean, it's not the best. Um. Whoa! Slow your roll there, hombre. <laughs> anyway, I mean it. It just wasn't that great of a movie. Uh, yeah, I think we rented it one night back earlier in the year. So it is what it is. It was a commuter. It's about, you know, train, heist, whatever. Yeah, I uh, think. Typ- t- yeah, typical Liam Neeson movie. He's very typical. in some sort of mobile um, <laughs> vehicle, and he's got bad people. Uh, yep. that's, that That's every Liam Neeson movie. Uh, but can we just like stop for a second and really just think about how great it is that Liam Neeson was a dr- uh, dramatic actor for so long, including Schindler's List and all those movies, and then all of a sudden Taken came out, and at like in his fifties or sixties he just decided to become to be uh, an action star. An action star. <laughs> like did it backwards. It's one of the the most incredible turns in Hollywood, um, which. Uh, I mean, it, not hardly any of the movies are actually good. Um, well, but hey, um, props well, he's to been him. very interesting. He was like before he did acting, he was a teacher. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, he was a teacher in high school. He's got but, a very teacher teacher voice, so but, it makes sense. Uh, I don't really know much about that. But then yeah, he went to Schindler's List, which was great. And then uh, anyway, Commuter, uh, that was a fifty, hundred solid, five out of ten. So on to you. Uh, number two, uh, you had mentioned before, uh, Pacific, uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the first one. I think it gave it like a 70. Um, it was an all right film. Um, enjoyable, not great uh, by any stretch. Um, so I didn't really have huge hopes going into this. Um, I was interested to see how it would go. Like you mentioned, it, it kind of felt like a, like a Michael Bay movie. Like a lot of action and no plot really. Um, I didn't really like them making charlie day the the bad guy in it um that was really weird to me that was a a bad casting just like a story decision in my opinion um pretty much anybody that that had seen charlie day um in most of the stuff he's done he doesn't he's he's not a good villain um no he'll always be in my opinion he's always going to be charlie kelly so i'm just going to see him as a bumbling idiot um in a bar all the time. <laughs> um, so that was really a big take back for me. Um, didn't feel great to me. It just felt like some sort of like, uh, hard to describe, but, um, kind of felt like power Rangers just ish with like all these kids just becoming heroes and shit and big like costumes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, 
yeah it was to me it was like titanfall video game meets power rangers um and it created a shitty baby um so yeah i gave that a 50 that's my second worst movie i've seen this year all right the worst movie i've seen this year really wasn't by choice that i went to go see it uh <laughs> it was overboard uh when saw it came out on mother's day weekend and it was the choice the movie of choice for my mother uh to go see it that weekend and you know we had moved past and not gonna complain about going to the movies and that's what my mom wanted to see so we saw it it wasn't good it uh it was really cheesy bad plot not good acting uh i know it was, it was a remake but i never saw the original but it had to have been better than this one uh this just wasn't a very good movie i didn't think i i know other people that kind of like love like these sappy cheesy rom-com kind of movies that don't have much plot to them i don't know that's for a very simplistic view yeah uh, doesn't like the guy like get uh, i don't know a whole lot about it but he gets like, amnesia the guy, like yeah he has like a concussion or amnesia or whatever he's like a he's like a millionaire or billionaire or whatever and then he gets amnesia and they trick him into believing that he's uh a husband with three kids and they're poor and trying to you know bring him down to earth and stuff and <laughs> rom-coms are the absolute worst Aside from Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I, I just mean like that. like that. Those kind of rom-coms, yeah, those are like the that's worst. That's like super, that's not even like, that's not even comedy. Like, you're fucking with a dude's life. Like, um, Yeah, it, there was, I could count on one hand how many lines I laughed at in the rom-com. So, yeah, uh, that, that came in. One or five? Uh, maybe, no. <laughs> it was probably like two or three. So. Oh, okay. Uh, that came in at a 40 out of 100 for me, so, yeah. All, All right, right. Go, go on with your number one. <laughs> All no, right, so my number one, I want to preface this, I caught a lot of flack for this Um, when I first originally posted it and my opinion. Uh, the worst movie I've seen this year, and maybe it's because I have expectations too high for it, is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> um, so... Like I said, caught a lot of flack for this. Um, I was specifically told that it's just a movie. Don't take it too seriously. But here's the thing. I thought a lot of the movie was dumb. And here, uh, look, I want to like the movie. I, I like mm -hmm. Chris Pratt and mm -hmm. uh, most of the stuff he does. Um, unfortunately, I thought there was a lot of dumb stuff. Um, the cloning stuff um, was garbage. Didn't need it. Throw it out. Um, I didn't understand. Now, I understand because of that cloning stuff, you have a scientific lab in the basement. But why do you have, like, how are there dinosaur jail structures um, <laughs> in there? And the guy never knew that they were being built in his house. Yeah. And if he had no recognition of it, then, like, I, I don't know. It was just, it was really dumb to me. Um, uh, I don't understand how you're going to use... Um, dinosaurs in war because even that strong one probably couldn't take a tank round and survive true um so that was kind of dumb as well um there was very little redeeming parts of the movie um and and again i really enjoyed the original jurassic park 
Um, I enjoy The Lost World. Uh, three was garbage. And the first Jurassic World movie, I gave, I think, a 60 or 65. It was an all right movie. I had hoped that this was going to be a lot better. And as it turns out, I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> so I gave this a 45. Um, I originally scored it at a 35, which was unfair because I was very angry when I left the theater at how bad it was. Um, I bumped it up to a 45 because it wasn't completely trash. Um, it, it has some redeeming qualities. I just did not enjoy this movie whatsoever. Um, so yeah, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is my the worst movie I've seen this year. Um, I've heard some people tell me it was the best movie they saw this year, and it really makes me question That's them. Um, but yeah, so that that is the, the worst best movie, movie I've seen. That's, like, okay. My end, I think it was, it was they a had good movie. It wasn't seen, great. They probably only saw this and Overboard. So Probably. Like yeah, <laughs> there's no way this was the best uh, movie they've seen I'm this sure year. I'm sure Overboard is worse than Jurassic World. Uh, but yeah, like I said, that, that's probably the worst movie I've seen this year. It just, I don't know. I didn't laugh at it, most of the jokes that they tried to make. Um, the script I thought was bad. The plot was bad. The, the acting overall I didn't think was good. Um Oh, well. this story wasn't that good. Uh, it's just not. I don't know. It just wasn't fun for me. Um, so, yeah, um, if you disagree with my take on that and you think it's great, fine. Find me on Facebook and DM me. Find me on Twitter at Versace Caesar <laughs> and come at me. Let me know why I'm wrong, because I will fight this. This is I will die on this hill. Oh, <laughs> that Jurassic World's a bad movie. Fallen Kingdom's a bad movie. Um, All right, guys. So, <laughs> moving on to our top five of the year thus far uh, in 2018. Me, uh, number five. We're gonna go from five to one. Number five, uh, A Quiet Place. I ooh. loved that movie. Yeah, ooh, I love that movie. Uh, John Kaczynski was great. Emily Blunt was great. I loved how they used the silence in the movie. I thought it was really well done. John Kaczynski did a great job directing it. Uh, it was intriguing. It was thrilling on the edge of your seat. <laughs> One of the only things I didn't like the movie is that I thought it had a very abrupt ending. That I was really hoping there would be another 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Because it's only an hour and a half long. But other than that, I really enjoyed the movie. I ranked it as an 85 out of 100. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, go ahead. All right, my number five, and uh, I bumped this up. I originally had it as an 80, but uh, I mentioned earlier in the show that I haven't been able to stop talking about it, so I bumped it up to a 90. Uh, the fifth best movie I've seen this year, Crazy Rich Asians. Um, I just love this movie so much. There's not a whole lot I can say about it that I didn't say on last week's podcast or earlier in this episode. Um, it's just a super enjoyable movie. Um, everything is very likable about it. Cinematography is great in it. Acting. Um, all the uh, subplot characters and stuff like that are tremendously done. Um, it's a huge success. Um, it's I, I think I just read today that it has like the second or like the, the lowest drop off um, on a second week in August history for a movie. Yeah, it was only like five percent, um, which is absurd. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll take it as maybe we help that um, with the. <laughs> 20 people that listen to did. the episode yep. or Thanks, however guys. many listen because of us um but yeah that that is the fifth best movie i've seen this year it's super fun um it 
what it just beat out was Molly's game, which I want to just preface mm. and say because that was originally my number five, a super mm. enjoyable movie. All right, speaking of which, Molly's game comes in at my number four. Mm. Um, Good transition segment. Yeah, it was. So, Molly's game with Jessica Chastain based off the real life story based off a book then really good movie great acting uh great script great score storytelling it just elbows in that he did a great job um very entertaining how it was like involved uh other celebrities within this illegal poker poker ring um it was just a really script was great the acting was great it's a really good movie i gave that a, a 90 so all right. Um, well, to to go back on that, um, just to chime in my two cents, like I said, that had just missed a cut. I had kind of rewritten my re- list right before this. But um, Jessica Chastain is pr- – I know she's in a lot of stuff, but she's probably the most underrated actress in Hollywood. Uh, yes. She's really great. Uh, her performance in Molly's Game I put up there right next to her performance in uh, Zero Dark Thirty in terms of her best performances out there. Super good movie. Definitely worth a watch. Um, and yeah, Age Your Elbow. Uh, he's great in everything. Um, so yeah, uh, my number four, uh, Black Klansman. Um, I gave this a 95 out of 100. Um, mentioned it a couple weeks ago on, I believe, our first podcast. Um, but it's just, it's a really good movie overall. It's well made, a good story um, that really kind of sheds light both on uh, the times back then and times now and how they're very similar um overall cast was great in it uh script was really well done really nailed down um everything about the movie is super enjoyable it's worth a watch it's really funny um really dramatic it, it does pretty much everything super well um one of my favorite movies of the year for sure all right uh, my number three movie this year, for the year, Mission Impossible Fallout. Ugh, great movie. Great Tom Cruise. Best of the franchise so far. Lots of action, but good action. Really, I think really good script. Um, good acting. Just a really fun movie. <sighs> really well done. Tom Cruise was great. Bringing back then stuff from previous movies, like having Michelle Mahan again come back. Um. Yeah, it was, it was Tom Cruise. He was great. I mean, it was it was just a great movie. I gave that ninety also. So. Um, I'm gonna stop right here real fast for a second. I believe our top three is the same. Probably maybe in the same. Um, yeah, it probably is in the same standings. So, uh, yeah, my three is Mission Impossible, Fallout as well. Um, it. it one of the best action movies I've ever seen. Um, it, it, and action yeah. movies can be weighed down by a lot of things. Um, it, it's overall, like, the cam and the directing is, is perfect. It is top-notch to every level. Uh, fight scenes, action scenes, all of that is so well done. Tom Cruise doing his own stunts, learning how to fly a freaking helicopter, all yeah. this stuff. Just, there's so much work done to that movie to make it as perfect as it is and it all shines through um in the in the finished product it's really pretty incredible 
Um, and really shows that action movies aren't always just chock full of garbage, which we get a lot of with stuff like Michael, the stuff Michael Bay turns out every year <laughs> and stuff. Uh, there's there's definitely hope in the, in the action world for for really top notch movies, and, and this really goes to to kind of show that. All right, number two, Black Panther. I'm assuming that your number two also. That is also my number right. two. Yeah, we can just go off each other then. This uh, f- fantastic movie, one of the best Marvel movies. Uh, great cast huge movement like culturally outside of the movie movie uh it broke a bunch of records great movie uh chadwick boseman is fantastic as king t'challa and as black panther michael b jordan's i think i mean this is before thanos but the the best on-screen villain superhero villain we've seen since ledger's joker it it was it was a fantastic movie all around. Great script, great acting, great story. Pff, fantastic. I gave that a ninety-five. Yep, uh, I likewise gave it a ninety-five. Overall, it's great. It is a superhero movie that kind of transcends the genre. Um, it really hits home on a lot of real life aspects as well, which is why I think it's getting the Oscar run that it's going to get. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if in that Oscar run we see them also try to prop up Chadwick Boseman and uh, Michael B. Jordan for their roles in it. Um, it, it is one of the, the Killmonger was one of the most uh, entertaining and enjoyable villains um, that Marvel has brought out in all the year in the ten year run that they've had. Uh, the character itself. Uh, the visual effects of Wakanda are incredible. Um, there, there's not a whole lot that I can say about the movie um, outside of what you said, but um, it, it is incredible. It's one of the most well-done and perfectly crafted Marvel movies out there. Um, so if you haven't seen it, if you're not a big Marvel fan, I, I do still highly anyway. recommend it. Yeah, it's, it's really enjoyable overall. In time, you will know what it's like to lose. Feel so desperately that you're right, yet to fail all the same. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny still arrives. Now the obvious number one best movie of the year, just Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, Avengers Infinity War. Oh, I can't. I could go on forever about this movie. I actually just watched it again last night with some friends who they were watching it for the first time. Oh man. Ah, uh, it's like I couldn't imagine watching it for the first time with you having seen it already at least twice. Yeah. It. Yeah. It was. It's a fantastic movie. It's the best Marvel movie. Obviously, best movie of the year. We think. I mean, if you know us, that makes sense that it's our it's our number one movie. Um, Thanos was just awesome, amazing. Seeing all these characters brought together, the accumulation of ten years. Uh, it was fantastic. Movie. I'll try and live it myself. I could. <laughs> I could literally. Yeah. I talking to people, like talking to my friends last night, and watched it. I could talk. Easily a half an hour just about this movie. 
go see the movie. If you haven't seen it, stop. Whatever you're doing, take time out of this week. Go see Avengers Infinity War. It is the best movie of the year. Yeah, just go. Um, likewise, uh, I have Infinity War number one, not Tomb Raider. Um, <laughs> so I gave it a, I gave it the perfect hundred. Uh, after I watched it the second time, I originally had it as a ninety. Um, I was kind of on the edge about it. Oh, I forgot uh, to mention that. Yeah. After seeing it the second time in um, IMAX, it, I had to give it a hundred. Um, it is happy. It is sad. Um, it is everything you could want in a superhero movie so well done uh the transition of characters the split up of characters and then having them just the way a movie shouldn't work this well when there's this many characters that you have to get screen time for but it did um but they give thanos enough screen time it was a a thanos movie yeah they give him enough screen time to make him one of the best villains of all time in cinema history um both in power in aspect and in character um josh brolin did such a great job voicing him um on top of that like i said having all these characters that you need to fill screen time for in an adequate space um a lot of the time can get jumbled uh the russo brothers did a fantastic job of not doing that um they transitioned back and forth and up to the lead up when they all finally get together on Wakanda is incredible. So epic. Thor's um, entrance. Yeah. This is one of the greatest <laughs> things. Like I'm pretty sure I like just screamed like yeah in the movie theater when that happened. Like it, it, <laughs> it's overall it's just it's incredible watch. Like uh, there's not many times uh, I'll watch something outside of like maybe when I'm watching professional wrestling where like I'll get really into it as things are happening. Infinity War struck that with me. Where, yeah. Like, um, it reminded like the last movie that really made that happen for me was probably Wonder Woman. Mm. Um, but this, like, it just it, it was everything you could want in the movie. Everything. It lived up to expectations. Mm-hmm. I have not a bad thing I can really say about the movie. Um, it, I can't wait for the next one. Um, and like. It's been out long enough that I'm going to say it because I don't really, you know... I don't, I've kind of mentioned like, it already, yeah, but... Yeah, like, but uh, when Thor strikes Thanos and you think he's dead and he says that he should have gone for the neck, I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> it's just one of those moments that, like, a lot of that movie, there's so many moments that will live kind of in cinematic history. and When he goes over just the... Oh, yeah, and then everybody just, God, Spider-Man, like... <laughs> oh, Black Panther, Spider-Man, uh, Bucky. Man, like, it's just like, oh, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Like, it's just... It's, that gets there's you. So that many gets you right things. in the gut. Yeah, there's so many things about that movie that are just perfect and on aspect. Everything is so well done. Um, if you haven't seen it, go see this movie, like... You it's out on DVD have, now. Like, go yeah, buy it. Like, yeah. you don't even need to see it. <laughs> buy it. Yeah. Like, it's a movie that, like, yeah, you probably should have seen at least most of the Marvel movies leading up to it. But even if you haven't, I think you can enjoy it. Um, <laughs> One of my friends that I watched those last night, they had actually only seen, like, half the Marvel movies. And so, but they weren't, 
really they said they weren't confused at all really after the fact so i feel like as long as you see more of the recent ones and you know you know about marvel you're fine yeah, I think if you have like kind of a gist of how the characters are, I think that's it. I don't think you necessarily need to see full movies to understand all of it. Um, no. I mean, seeing all the movies, I think, helps bring everything into an aspect for you a little bit better. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you don't really need to see all of them in order to... Like, you can kind of skip around a little bit um, before you get to it. Like, Civil Wars, I think, is a must-see to see before this. Um basically like the third movie i would say out of every trilogy um and then the two guardians movies aside from iron man iron man 3 has no point to this but the first iron man is but fair everything else um yeah that's fair um but yeah like civil war i would see ragnarok i would see like um the guardians movies i would see those definitely have a, a weighing impact on it um yeah go see it it is one of the best movies i've ever seen um find more than one it it definitely gives the dark knight a run for its money in terms of my favorite movies of all time doesn't unseat it but it's very up there next um yeah so that that is our uh top five worst and best um let you guys stew on that a little bit like i said we won't be back next week we'll be back the week after uh taking a little uh, labor day sabbatical um yeah let us know what uh your top five worst and best are you know find us on the facebook and on twitter Um, yeah uh like and comment on our uh, facebook page uh twitter at um at roll underscore credits pod um shoot us a follow on there let us know if you agree or disagree like i said find us on there and tell me why i'm wrong about jurassic world <laughs> like um so you can do that uh go on to we're on apple podcasts on stitcher on spotify on google podcasts yep. on all that um like and give us a five-star review um and if you do that also subscribe and when you're doing that um in the review give us your top five best and worst movies this week um we want to hear it. We want to see it. We want to know you guys' opinions on stuff. Yeah. Uh, we'll also comment. Feel free to reach out to us if you have anything you want us to see. TV yeah, shows. Yeah, like or- this week. Yeah, you want us to recap like I did The Flash. Just let us know. You want to, if we've seen it, we'll give you a recap. Yeah. Um, movies are always a lot easier because like we can They're take short, the time short. out to watch two hours. If it's a TV show you want reviewed, if we either one of us at least has seen it, um, at least up to what's on Netflix or on whatever uh, streaming device you're on, um, let us know. Uh, maybe we'll get to it. Um, but if we haven't seen it, we likely won't just because it's very time consuming to binge. You know, a couple a season or multiple seasons. Or... Yeah. Um, I don't know about Brian. I don't have a ton of free time outside of work no, uh, during really. the week to watch TV shows. So I, I watch what I can. Um, uh, other than that, yeah, uh, give us any uh, movies you might want us to review on the podcast. Can be old movies, can be new movies. doesn't really matter. Sure. Um, just reach out to us. Um, but thanks for listening this week. Uh, thanks, Brian, guys. you got any final words for our listeners? Nope. Uh, week early, but, you know, have a happy Labor Day, everybody. Yeah, have a uh, happy Labor Day. Uh, We are sending you off. Have a great week at the movies. Go buy some popcorn and um, piss off, movie pass. Goodbye. (laughs) Hey, 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 take it easy, man. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Korg. I'm kind of like the leader in here. Over here, there's a pile of rocks waving at you. Here. Yeah, I'm actually a thing. I'm a being. 
This is my very good friend over here, Meek. He's an insect and has nice little hands. Uh, made of rocks, as you can see, but don't let that intimidate you. You don't need to be afraid unless you're made of scissors. <laughs> Just a little rock, paper, scissor joke for you. That I am. Oh, well, I tried to start a revolution but didn't print enough pamphlets, so hardly anyone turned up except for my mum and her boyfriend, who I hate. But I'm actually organising another revolution. I don't know if you'd be interested in something like that. Do you reckon you'd be interested? As punishment, I was forced to be in here and become a gladiator. Bit of a promotional disaster, that one. Ah, yeah, nah, this whole thing is a circle. But not a real circle, more like a freaky circle. Nah, nothing makes sense here, man. The only thing that does make sense is that nothing makes sense. Doug has? Doug! Oh, no, Doug's dead. That's right, everyone who fights the Grandmaster's champion perishes. Perishable rock, oh, okay, another one, go on. Yeah, no, I just do the smaller fights, warm up the crowd and whatnot. Wait, wait, you're not gonna face him, are you? That's exactly what Doug used to say. See you later, new Doug. Oh, yuck. Still someone's hair and blood all over this. Guys, can you clean up the weapons once you've finished your fight? Disgusting slobs. Oh, Thor. Wanna use a big wooden fork? Yeah, not really useful unless you're fighting off three vampires that were huddled together. Hammer? You wrote a hammer? The hammer rode you on your back. Oh my god. The hammer pulled you off. Sounds like you had a pretty special and intimate relationship with this hammer and that losing it was almost comparable to losing a loved one. Oh yeah, Scrapper 142. Gotta watch out for those Asgardians, man. They are hard to perish. <sighs> another day, another Doug. Is that some sort of protoplasm, all the stuff that's coming out of you, or are they eggs? It looks like eggs. Oh! Who's asking? Oh, no, you're asking. Just, is, is there anyone else asking, or is it just you? The revolution has begun! There she is. I'll take it out of here. Hey, what's this? Hey, man. We're about to jump on that ginormous spaceship. You want to come? Why, thank you. Hey, man. I'm Korg. This is me. We're going to jump on that spaceship and get out of here. Want to come? It will become a haven for all peoples and aliens of the universe. The damage is not too bad. As long as the foundations are still strong, we can rebuild this place. Now nah, those foundations are gone. Sorry. Oh, Mick's dead. Oh. Yeah, and I accidentally uh, stomped on him on the bridge. I've just feel, felt so guilty I've been carrying him around all day. Oh, Mick, you're alive! He's alive, guys! What was your question again, bro? 